Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Leave Your Shoes by the Door, and today I'm joined with Stacy West. Stacy, thank you for being on here today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited personally because Stacy, you and I have a bit of a of a history together because we, we certainly do. We share a love <laughs> we of, do. of the scarier things in yes, life. Yes, we do. So as the year is wrapping up, and it doesn't have to be a horror movie that came out in 2021, but just a horror movie that you saw in 2021. What was your your horror movie of the year? I would have to say Lights Out. Sure. Okay. Um, and the only reason I say that is because uh, my, you know, as you know, Reese, my granddaughter, she's now 13, but she's got a love like me and my son does for the movies, the mm -hmm. scary movies, mm -hmm. and that's one that she had not seen, and we've seen it this year, and it freaked her out, so we've seen it several times, mm -hmm. so it's always kind of lit something back in me that it's like, oh my God, this, this is a really good movie. <laughs> so, okay, so just in case anyone's listening and they're into scary movies... What's Lights Out synopsis? It's a it's a fun little it's a it's not even really gory. Is no, it? it's, it's a not PG thirteen spooky yeah, movie. Yeah, it's it's anyone could watch it. Um, it is a paranormal type of thing. Oh, yeah. um, it's basically about a little girl that uh, was in a psych ward that came close to another little girl that was in the psych ward, and she essentially haunts her her whole life, and no one believes her. She thinks she's crazy, but they realize at the end that she's not crazy. So, yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic movie that I would tell anyone, if you're interested in a horror at all, give that one a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Endorsed by Stacey West, yes. Lights Out. I've seen it. It is awesome. And it is. It's it's a great spooky movie. It's a great yeah. bump in the night. I know some people hate the blood and guts. I yeah, love it, but I know some people don't yeah, like it. And that's it's a good PG-13 spooky movie. Yes. So what I love about horror movies is I bet we've had two different types of people react to that. One person say, wow, I really need to go see Lights Out. And one person, after you got done describing it, said, I will never, never see watch. Lights Out ever again. I, no. I, I will avoid Lights yeah, Out for right. the rest of my life. Yeah, there's always those people. All right. Uh, so, okay, let's talk industry. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not a realtor. I'm not an expert like you. Uh, I, just, I just exist in this industry. Uh, and I see these trends and I see these things. And I, and I try to interpret it the best that I can. Uh, it seems like a trend right now, and of course this this is this is a product of supply and demand. But foregoing inspections in the in the process, um, what do you think about that as a, as a realtor and as someone who's been in this industry for years? What do you think about that that trend? Well, you know, you always want to set your um, buyers up for success, and I think by skipping such a major thing in the process is never a good idea. Um, I even encourage my sellers prior to listing to have a seller's inspection done so they know what they're getting into prior to listing. Um, we are seeing this market very competitive where people think that they're getting an edge by not having an inspection done. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, this is a very large investment <laughs> and they really need to think about what they could actually get involved, you know, actually one day open up the door and find that there's some major problems right. because they forego it. Um, and I just, I just never encourage them to not have one done. I, I highly encourage it to do it. Um, you know, and if they can give something out like, you know, possession or something else that makes their offer a little bit stronger. Um, I, I believe my professional opinion that waiving an inspection is never a good idea. So what's the, what's the, uh, the consequences of waiving an inspection? Well, the potential consequences. Yeah, yeah, by something majoring, you know, they're walking into a dark hole of yeah. major repairs that they didn't think. And and I got to, you know, I got to give props to sellers. I mean, I was a seller once too, and I, you know, there's some things that was going on in my crawl. I had no idea was sure. going on. Yeah. Um, so it's not a seller issue. It's it's really both issues, but you know, it needs to be addressed. Um, and you know, you got to set your seller up that you know once once um, 
you find issues with the property, you got to disclose that. Yeah, sure. Um, going forward, so it's it's better to know what you're walking into prior to listing than it is to, you know, wait to the last minute when you've got all these offers on the table. You know, and there's could be possible some major defects that you need to take care of. So yeah. I would never advise any buyer not to do it. Now I can tell you something that I have seen, and this has happened to me a couple of times this year, is the simple fact that the seller did have a pre-inspection done. Sure. And in order for the buyer to save, you know, 500 bucks, um, they would be willing to share that inspection with them. And I've had a couple of people look at it um, and, you know, still advised, you know, you can, you know, it, it's typically a third-party person doing these inspections. Um, you can look at it, and then you can decide whether that's something that you want to have your own people look at, you know, your own inspection, or you can follow through with the seller's inspection, and because most of those sellers will have those those items already repaired sure. prior to a new inspection. So I've had some buyers actually try to save some money and, and oh, sure. that that route. So and it's you know good. everything seems to be really going good for them right now. Do you so. think when things plateau and the and the industry is a little more regulated, the market's a little more regulated, that this trend will die down, or do you think this is here to stay? Do you think that this will now be an option for buyers? Would you like to forego the inspection to save a few bucks? And you saw the house, you you got on your hands and knees and you crawled around it yourself. Do you want to forego? Do you think that that'll now be an option or well, a, more, I think a more likely option? It's all options. Right. You know, it's all negotiating. Um, but I think, um, you know, once things start to level out a little bit and, you know, you're, you don't have 20 offers on the table the first day it goes live. Right, of course. Um, but I think buyers are getting smarter now. Mm -hmm. I think that they know that that is something that's very important to them um, for the longevity of the, the home that they're purchasing. That, yeah. you know, is a significant drop in the bank, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that they will probably hopefully have an agent to say, you know, this is really important and I, I would highly encourage you not to not to do it. Well, and I, I love how you put the, the responsibility on the realtor. Uh, I love a quote you said right at the beginning, you set buyers up for success. Mm -hmm. And if you, you practice on that, when you come across that, that obstacle of, boy, I really want this house and I'm a little closer to getting it if I forego the inspection, Okay, so now now things are heating up, things are going faster, but if you remember that, am I setting my buyer up for success? You're the expert as a realtor. You think it's ultimately the realtor's responsibility. Yes, absolutely. And, and especially when you have a first-time home buyer that doesn't, you know, has no clue what's right. going on, that's never, that's never been through the experience before, um, you know, never went through the process, doesn't understand really what an inspection means. I've had people that had no idea what that even was, didn't even know what earnest money was. Sure. So I think it's the real estate agents, you know, to be able to take care of them from the beginning. I mean, and, and after, you know, after they've moved into the house. Um, but inspections, waiving inspection could cost them a lot of money in the long run. And let's face it, a lot of these buyers don't have that kind of money to make major repairs oh, after they course. move in. Yeah. You know, if they put, you know, their down payment money and they've paid all their closing costs because the market is so competitive, they're having to save a little bit more money to actually have a chance to get that house. Waiving inspections is not the way to go. I mean, it. you move into a house, what you want to do is you want to go to Ikea on Saturday <laughs> right. and buy furniture. Right. You don't right. want to turn around and go down to the crawl space and try to fix right. the foundation. You don't want to right. sink your money into that. That yeah. is not exciting new homeowner no. activities. No. Um, no. Why would you being a lender or a title rep and just walking in those shoes, why do you think that would change than someone who just went straight into being a realtor? Why do you think you have a different understanding of that process than someone who went straight into a realtor? 
Well, and I think, you know, when I was a lender, that was years ago, of mm-hmm. course, a lot of things have changed then, but it gives you the perspective from the back end and how things work and appraisals and um, things of that nature. So when um, I was a lender, you know, like I said, things have changed, but it, it, uh, it allowed me to be able to teach realtors um, the lending aspect from the back. And I think nowadays that, that something's missing there. Sure. Um, I think, and it, it, it could simply be because how busy everyone is, is that, you know, people just don't take the time to talk th- things out. Now, I know there's a lot of really good lenders out there, a lot of good loan officers that, you know, pick up the phone. You know, they, now they've got all these processes in place where you get emails and say, okay, this is where we're at. Right. Um, but I can tell you that knowing a little bit more on that back end does help you as an agent. And more particularly, I think what helped me as a realtor is when I was in the title business because it's, being in the title business doesn't make you a good realtor, but it does give you a really good foundation on what to look for when you get the commitment. Because I can tell you, being in the title business, so many agents never even review their title commitment. Sure. And there's a lot of information in there that you can actually fix prior to putting out a fire at the end of closing. And my very first, one of my very first listings I received was based, um, I got it because <laughs> the guy reached, or the gentleman reached out to me about listing his house. And I noticed when I looked looked it up that the information that was on the BLC was not, the price was really, really high. And um, so I asked him, I'm like, um, so I noticed when I went on and did some research on your property that um, you have multiple partials. Oh, sure. But you're on the BLC, it's only listing as the house with the land on the house. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, 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 I'm selling it all. So knowing the title business and knowing what to look for to realize, okay, well, you own this, 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 and this, but you're only selling this, but the price is based on all of this, but it's not listed as this. Yeah. So we ended up selling him or selling that property for all of that in the same price that he had it listed initially. I think the title work just kind of lets you know, and that's why it's important that when you sit down to do a listing that you get, you know, who's on title, who owns title, who's signing up for that, you know, that listing, who's able to be able to sign to sell that property. Is it in a trust? Is it in an estate? Yeah. Things of that nature. In addition to how many partials are involved in the sale of this property. Yeah. I don't know as an agent, I would have never known not to ask those questions. Right. Of course. Had I not had that, that experience before. So, I mean, uh, and, and, you yours is advantageous uh, just because it was a natural order of things, but it certainly seems like you are a better realtor because you've you've been in those other you know sectors of the industry and that you understand things. You saw something that someone who right. doesn't have your history wouldn't have seen, and then there you able you were able to overcome oh, it. Oh yeah, exactly. It, it just it put something in my head. Had if I had not had that experience, I would have never. I mean probably never even looked at the title commitment before, but you know, I know how important it is because I've been on that aspect of of the business. Well, and I feel like, you know, when you, when you, when you get into the entire home buying or home selling process, you can kind of be in a, in a big dark house. And as a realtor, your lights on and you know, what's in that room and you understand that room. Mm -hmm. But then across in the appraiser room, the lights are out and the title room, the lights out because you don't understand what's going on over there. Right. You got a a couple more lights on in your house. You know, you can see things a little better. You can understand the whole process of the, because of your experience. 
What would you say to someone who's, who's, a, who's a realtor? What's like a, a Cliff's Notes or something that they could kind of get a, a, a quick understanding? You know, somebody listening to this going, I should learn more about that process. I, I don't want that to happen to me with the, the partial scenario that you gave out. What could they do to kind of learn more about the process and, and turn, turn a few more lights on in their house? Well, I think when they, when, when they decide to make real estate a career, is that, um, you know, talk to the people that encourage you to get into the business to begin with. Mm -hmm. Find out who their, um, who their affiliates are, you know, their lenders, their title company, um, and do some research before you get in it. Sure. Um, because I remember when I first started, um, you know, you would have title reps come in and say, you know, we'll give you classes. I highly encourage you to take care of that yeah. and, and do that. I mean, education is number one. You can never be too much educated in this industry. No. There's just too much involved, too many moving parts. Um, and the no, the more that you know, you know, each gear, how it's placed, yeah. you're just going to be more successful for your clients. Yeah. You know, and the less fires you're going to have to put out at the end. You know, we, yeah, we want absolutely. a happy, happy the days of, you know, a happy closing. You're not wanting to put out fires. Now I can't say I never have to put out fires. Of course. Of course. You know, we all, we all have to do that in our, in our um, career. Um, but it sure does be, you know, if you can, combat at the very beginning of it than to try to fix it at the end. It's yeah. a lot better for everybody involved. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a new agent and you're coming in, you know, education is where it's at. Try to get as much class as you can to get in um, and learn about the whole prospect. Yeah. Lending, appraising, title, I mean, all find, of that. Or, yeah, yeah. And, and find someone who's been in the, the industry for 10 plus Absolutely. years and just let them talk and yeah. just listen and absorb as yeah. much as you can. And it's important to find a mentor, someone yeah. that you look up to, someone that, you know, probably the person that's encouraging you to get in it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mine was Kathy Hall. She's mm -hmm. a really good friend of mine. Um, and if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I am today. So cool. yeah. it, it really takes someone special to get you through the process and hold your hand sometimes and, you know, let you cry on your shoulder because yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Um, you know, when you learn, when you lose the first big deal that you, you know, you really wanted. Um and just realize this is just this is just the road of life. It you is. Know, it's, well, just, it's just the way it is I, in our I've, industry. I've had so many realtors on this on this show, and that is truly the overlap is the importance of a mentor. Yes. Is the importance of just having that really really important relationship of just a complete open door. I can right. ask any questions. There's no such thing as a dumb question, and I and the, everybody disagrees with that. So get a mentor, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're new, to, yeah. find someone you really admire and respect and, and just learn from them. Because usually there's one person in your life that's saying, hey, you would be really good at yeah, that. Yeah, they see something in you. I mean, that's exactly what she said when sure. I was in the title business. You know, mm -hmm. you'd be really, even though I thought I would be working less hours. <laughs> yeah, sure. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it is, um, you, you can't ever go wrong with a with someone that's been doing it a while and has yeah. passion for it and um, has learned from their mistakes to, you know, kind of help you through yours. Absolutely. Yeah. There's that old saying. you're going to have it. You're going to have many mistakes. Well, it's like that old saying, like, don't make mistakes, like learn from your friends. Yeah, you know, right. like, yeah, <laughs> try to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're going to fall on your face a few times. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. still falling. So I'm not, you know, I'm not oh, perfect yeah. by any means. Sure. But, sure. But, uh, yeah, a mentor is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this episode is actually going to publish in 2022, which is so wild to say out loud. All right. 2022. Right. Uh, so let's look back on 2021. There seemed to be this this weird uh, push pull, especially in our world, where 2020 was such a horrible year. You know, it's with the the pandemic and everybody's going crazy. But our industry was doing really well. 
Right. There's a lot of, of, of our members who had great 2020s, uh, and it seemed to kind of parlay into 2021. People, you know, our industry still seems to be doing, you know, moving right. and, and moving fast. So, 2021, what do you think about it? How was it? Um, I had a good year. I, I mean, I've had a really, really good year. My best year in real estate was in 2019, actually. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and, um, and for all of you that are listening, I've not been an agent for very long. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was in the title business for over 20 years, but I've only been an agent for, I think this is going to my ninth year. Um, so, you know, I had a lot to learn and, you know, some people think that, you know, when you're, a, when you, once you've been in the lending industry and the title industry, you're automatically a great agent. Sure. <laughs> sure. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you have to learn, um, the tricks of the trade. And like, like I said, if you have a good mentor that helps you get through those growing times, but, um, yeah, I think, I think even going forward is it's going to be nothing but positive. Now, of course, real estate has its ups and downs. This is the way the market works. Um, but I, I, I really believe in everything that I've heard, you know, at the national convention and, you know, state, local, regional, that, um, things are going to be good next year too. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think we got some changes coming up. That's, that's going to empower our members even more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one great thing about this association, I've been involved in other associations, um, that they really empower the members. I mean, they, they really focus on getting us through to the, you know, years coming, you know, three to five years out. So, so I got to ask you, um, what would you say was a big misconception you had about realtors when you were a lender? Um, that they don't listen and they're just out for the money. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that they're just kind of the rip it yeah. and yeah, just yeah. yeah, they're just that person. Totally not true. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm sure realtors have misconceptions yep. about lenders. Yep. And I'm sure everybody's yep. got misconceptions yeah. about everybody. Yeah, walk a mile in their shoes, I'll yeah. tell you otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so now is really exciting to announce, and I mean this isn't a secret, but in the year 2022, you are the president of this here association. Yeah, so that's you will what they be tell me. Madam President <laughs> Stacy West in yes, 2022. Yes. Which is so exciting. Yeah, it is uh, exciting. I'm really I, excited. I've known you for years, Stacy, and it's yeah. just it's just very exciting to, to yeah. have you in the position. Um, so uh, I'm not gonna, you know, this like you said, this isn't gonna be the State of the Union. I yeah. you know, I, I'm not here to, to to talk policy or anything like that. But I just just curious from your perspective, so I mean, if we're just talking lender and a realtor, you you have thirty years in the industry. Yes, you have twenty nine years mm -hmm. in the industry. So, from your experience as a realtor and as a member of MyBor, uh, what do you think are the most important aspects of being a member of MyBor? Does that make sense? I think the tools, the professionalism, the the education they provide to the agents to be successful. It's all about the members. Um, that's one thing I have learned, you know, from being a district rep to being a chair of, you know, a division yeah. and then all the way up to, you know, the presidency. Um, that is one thing that this association truly holds the member number one, including myself. I'm a member, right? So um, that is by far the biggest attribute um, that I think my bar has to offer is they put their members first. Well, and I think... Uh you know, you, you mentioned it before I asked you this question about just education, education, oh, yeah. education. Right. And I mean, whether it's you're a realtor learning about what it's like to be a lender or if, if you're a realtor learning about I-65, I-70 loop, you know, what's going exactly. on with that. Right. It just, it never hurts. It never hurts to learn more about 
our industry, and then the tricky part is pretty much everything is our industry. It the is. roads affect right. our industry. Like that 65 that, semi loop will seriously affect everything how residents around. from the south side yeah. come to Indy, and that's yeah. going to be a big deal yeah. moving forward. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it just seems like you are just a fervent. Uh, advocate for just education of, of all oh, yeah. of all yeah. types, and I'm the type, of, and I'm I'm I have I also have to be the first one to say I sign up for classes, and then things get busy, and I, and I don't go. Sure. Um, but I think it's you've got to make education number one. Um, even now with everything change, I mean we're always changing, right? Yeah. It, it's just oh, yeah. the industry yeah. changes, the technology changes on a dime. Um, I just think that you, you you'll never go wrong the more you educate yourself. And there's been times that. You know, I thought that I knew the, you know, the BLC pretty inside out. <laughs> no. Right. You know, you go to a class and you always learn something yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even now that they've made it so easy to do it via Zoom, mm -hmm. I mean, well, you just really don't have any excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> really. Yeah. You don't have to get up and get ready no, and get a no, shower no. and, yeah. you know, come downtown, you know, just stay in your jammies and Try learn. to learn something learn. new. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um with that being said, and, and, you know, like I said, I don't want you to, to feel overwhelmed, but what kind of agenda do you hope to pursue as president? Well, my agenda has always been um, to follow the STRAT plan, mm -hmm. you know, our mission. Um, I, I know most members out there know that uh, the board of directors, they always, they're always members. They always work for the membership. Um, they, we really strive every year we have a strategic retreat and I'm telling you that is some serious stuff that ain't just lounging and going to bars and drinking. Sure. It's, it's serious stuff. And we, you know, we tear down the, the mission, we tear down the, the strat plan every year and say, okay, where do we need to tweak it? You know, this has came up, this is a change in the industry. What are, what are we forecasting to be three or five years? Sure. So I think every president's agenda is always going to be following that strat plan mm -hmm. to the T. Yeah. Because we breathe it, you, you know, we love it. Everyone's put their, you know, their, their valuable time and energy into it. The staff, you know, goes by it. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, to a president, I think that's our main agenda is to follow that strat plan to, sure. to the T. And I, and I do want to say this, and it, it's something that uh, I host new member orientation every month, and it's something that I'm, I'm always so uh, proud to, to, to talk about is the structure of our board of directors and the structure of anything, because my board is, is literally a member-driven organization. Oh, absolutely. I mean, wh whether it's NextGen, I mean, that's just a committee of members that tell us everything we do, and, we, mm -hmm. and then I just do the busy work. I just... Lock it in. Lock it in. And they go all the way to the top of the board of the directors. I mean, Shelly Specchio sits at a table of the board of directors, which are all working members, mm -hmm. all all working realtors. And I just love that because it truly is kind of like a for us, by us kind of system. And I think that's why it's worked. Right. You know? Well, I've been on a lot of boards um, mm -hmm. throughout my career, and uh, this is a well-oiled machine. And I can tell you... We're so lucky to have um, Shelly at the realm of it is because she's so well-regarded and well-respected in the nation. Sure. Um, and she is such a valuable asset that she can bring to our board of directors table, you know, to the table. Yeah. And, um, you know, know what's coming in, what people are talking about, you know, what people are saying at the bar. Sure. You know, where all the, the major work's done. Absolutely. Right? Anyway, hey, yeah. Um, just kidding. But anyway, well, not really. Not but. really. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that... Um, it's, we have such a valuable person that, that brings so much education and um, basically the heartbeat of the nation when it comes to real estate. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's just really honed in on that. 
Um, and the, the volunteers that we have that stepped up into these roles, you know, all the way from divisions to committees to, you know, district reps to board of directors. I mean, it's just, it's all volunteer based mm -hmm. and, uh, and the smartest people in the industry yeah. sit at these tables. Yeah. Um, and they all have one goal in mind and that's to make us relevant and yeah. put the member number one. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And that's what I'm going to strive to make sure continues to happen in 2022. Awesome. Awesome. It's going to be a great 2022. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break so that we can hear from the MyBoard updates. Hello, everyone. I am Jamie Barb, and welcome to the MyBoard update. As you may have heard, MyBoard will launch Broker Bay, a next generation showing management ecosystem and one of the fastest growing showing management companies in North America. When launched, Broker Bay will be added to the collection of core products and services currently offered as a subscriber to the MyBoard Broker Listing Cooperative Listing Service. Our partnership with Broker Bay will give MyBoard BLC subscribers access to the full suite of Broker Bay tools that can be used to schedule and manage showing appointments, provide 3D virtual showings, issue and track communications, review analytics, and more. Broker Bay will be integrated into the MyBoard BLC dashboard for ease of accessibility into the platform. In addition, Broker Bay fully integrates with our soon-to-be lockbox provider, Masterlock. With the integration, members have one convenient solution to manage the entire property showing process, from scheduling to accessing properties. In preparation for the lockbox upgrade, MyBoard is beginning the collection of new, unused, unopened CenturyLock 3.6 Bluetooth Blue Dome Label Lockbox. If you are in possession of one or more of these boxes that meet the description, we are issuing a full refund of the initial purchase as well as a $10 voucher to use toward the future purchase of a Master Lock Lockbox. If you have one of these lockboxes that meets this criteria, please visit mybar.com forward slash lockbox for the next steps to take to receive the full refund and voucher. For information on Broker Bay and Master Lock, visit mybar.com. Join us virtually on January 18th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. for innovative, equitable lending through INHP. Do your buyers want to responsibly expand their price point, pay off their mortgage faster, or receive down payment assistance? Are they earning up to 120% of the area medium income? INHP has options. Visit mybor.com to learn more about this event and to register. And that is all today on your MyBoard update. Uh, so let's let's learn more about our president. Let's okay. go back to before the industry. Let's talk okay. about Stacy West. Oh boy! What was? <laughs> when when do you want to start? You want to start? When when do you think the Stacy West is sitting in front of me today really kind of took shape? Was it college? Was it after college? When when did you really kind of develop your professional persona? I would say well I my um, I got married out of high school. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband was in the military. In, in the Indiana. Force. You, are you from Indiana? Yes. Okay. Newcastle. Newcastle. East. Okay. Way east. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Alford. I'm sure everyone's heard oh, of him. Course, Mr. Basketball. Of course. Um, um, I graduated with him, so know him. Oh, sure. Know yeah. him pretty well. Yes. Yeah, so um, I got got married. After so we got married. Um, he was in the Air Force. So um, I moved out after we got married. We moved out there, and then I got um, a civilian um, position working in the military mm -hmm. on the base, mm -hmm. as they call it, the Fat Boy Program. Okay. So I was in charge of anyone that was borderline getting kicked out for their weight. Wow. Stacy West got to whip them back in shape. Not a fun position. No. Which set me up to have pretty broad shoulders at this point because I got cussed out a lot <laughs> if I didn't sign the little paper saying that they lost a pound or yeah. two pounds or whatever. So that started me out there. Um, and I got to say, I love 
the U.S. military for not dancing around it. <laughs> no, no, Call no. Call the fat boy fat. program. Get to it is what it class, is. Get over there. Get to the nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, about I, I never went to school for it. I never sure. went to training. I was just, you know, I did aerobics and I applied for the job and I got it. Mm-hmm. And we averaged about forty-seven people in our in our class weekly. So because it was. It was border. There was a lot of people in, in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and it, regardless if you were in a plane or not, I mean, you had to wait. Yeah. Restrictions. You're just you a liability at this some, yeah. some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so was this your first experience to like having to tell people bad news professionally? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. Like, and I'm tell not them a bad something news they don't want to hear. Person, really. Yeah. I was always the, t- the, you know, the fixer. I just wanted everything to be happy, and mm-hmm. and then I hear I'm in a position when they're yelling and screaming at me, and. Um, I mean, I went home crying a lot. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie about it, but you know, it does, it does toughen you up a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. So then we, you know, we, he did his tour there and then we moved back home and then I got basically aerobic coordinator position at the Gold Lake, um, in Cambridge city. Sure. And I was, um, in charge of doing their aerobics, the aquatic, everything. Um, then as they would open up offices, then they would hire me to do their aerobics, uh, program throughout central Indiana. Yeah. And it got to be where, you know, if someone didn't show up for class, they sent me and I was, you know, I was, you know, at that time in my thirties and doing a lot of Roby's classes. And it just, you know, the doctor says it's just not healthy on your knees, your hips. It's just, it, you probably need to change professions wow, at yeah. this point. Yeah. So I was in Newcastle, my girlfriend or my sister was dating a guy that had a, a lending facility oh, yeah, in sure. yeah. Anderson. So mm-hmm. it was like a 30 minute drive. Mm-hmm. So, I was worked with him for quite some time, and then he opened a title company in Newcastle, which was where I lived. So I decided to switch gears and go from lending to title, and then that's just where I ended up. And how did that conversation between him and you go? What did did he say? You got it? Well, just, just well because I was complaining that I had to drive to Anderson every day, sure. and you know it was rough in the winter, and I had kids, and um, he said, "Well, you know, I've been talking to um, some title companies, some underwriters, and you know, I'm." strongly considering open a titing, title company in Newcastle. And uh, he said, would that be something you'd be interested in? I'm like, absolutely. I don't know much about it, but, you know, I can yeah. learn. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. So a year later, I'm sitting at the, the desk and doing closings. And, yeah. And, I and did 30 that. years and, later, you're I sitting know, at the table. I know. Yeah. Right? And it's so weird because I remember when um, after I – after – he shut his title company down. I went with the main one in Newcastle, which was King's Title. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge operation. 12 mm-hmm. offices in the state. Um, and that was the first time I went to the Realtor Foundation Ball was with oh, him. Oh, cool. Yeah, business. sure, sure, yeah. And I remember telling the owner and my manager at the time, I said, how cool is this event? I was so fascinated with it. Yeah. So um, we were in a different association at that point because Newcastle was with the eastern side and mm-hmm. we weren't um, a lot of them was already my board members we were just because of you know we were in the title business oh, but sure. a lot of the real estate agents weren't um, so and I remember thinking that is the, the coolest thing so we got into got involved with some committees and here I am here we are yeah yeah um, crazy. So let's go back to the aerobics days okay um are we talking did, did, did you have entrepreneurial instincts you know you, you were telling me that when they open a new branch they would send you yes so have you always been one to go into the great unknown shoot i'll go there new one i'll go nobody oh, yeah. i walk into a room full of strangers no problem yeah yeah that's always have, been you yeah i don't have trouble so, with strangers and you said the the your sister's boyfriend so did he say you're really good with people you're really like people like you you got charisma so 
you're halfway there. Let me get you educated on the industry aspect. Yeah, I'm not we'll, good at talking about best, but that's exactly what he said. He said, that, I need you to be the face of the title company. Sure. People love you. They respond to you. I need you to bring in the business. That's your job. And how important is that, Stacey? That it doesn't matter how much... I thought he was on some some kind of drugs to say it, but... It's just, I think think of it just as me as a consumer. You know, if I'm really being honest, how important it is that when I first meet someone and I know that money's about to be on the table, that I just like that person. Right. That that person's calm and that person seems organized and smart and thoughtful. And the fact that you had that, and he he had the ability to see that and then say, if we can get the industry you know knowledge and stuff then we we got the full package so i don't know i just think that's really fascinating that what 30 years later or 30 years ago Mm -hmm. it's still that charm that that really kind of catapulted you into this industry and in fact people like you people just like being around you it's important well, and I, I'm real. I'm, tr- yeah. I'm true. Sometimes people don't like me. It's refreshing, right? Because sometimes they don't always like... Uh, but I, I can tell you, I think one of my strongest attributes is I'm a huge team player, mm-hmm. and I'm always willing to listen. I'm not always going to be the right person, but when I believe in something, I'm pretty strongly about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm also the first person to say I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, or listen to somebody else. You know, if you know, if we're at a board of directors meeting, and I say, well, blah, 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 and... Um, you know, people don't agree. I'm always the first to listen and say, you know what, that's, that's, I didn't look at that, that angle. Yeah. You know, but I think that's probably been one of the attributes that got me to this, this position is yeah. that, you know, I am, I'm not, I'm not, uh, one to step down from a challenge and I'm not one to, um, say no very, which kind of bites me too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a yes person. That's one thing I would tell the agents too, not to, those new agents, not to always be a yes person. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that that's probably what helped me get here today. Well, you know, and you the other title companies I've even worked for. So. And I just want to tell everyone who's listening that when you said you were real, I have an example of that. Before we hit record, you told me you didn't like the newest Halloween movie, and that hurt my feelings. No, I didn't. But you know what? I respect it because I know you're just <laughs> no. telling it how it is. I love the mask, but hey, I didn't like the, mask the movie. The great, yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to go back to the, the board of directors. Um, okay. So for those who, who might not just totally understand the structure of my board's, my board, the MyBoard Board of Directors is it. It is the governing authoritative force at MyBoard. Um, so, you know, obviously the president would sit there and the president-elect and all those things. But one thing I want to talk about is the diversity of the Board of Directors, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing that I'm always so excited to talk about when I'm doing it at New Member because MyBoard tries so hard to make sure that every voice has a spot mm-hmm. at the table. Absolutely. So I'm sure there's a lot of conflict there. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about how you know, someone from the city might think business is done differently in Hancock. Oh, it might be a little slower out there because it's out in the country and blah, 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 blah. That's one. You know, there is a million different variables of, you know, you, you work in houses that are prices in this range. And this, and it, right. I just can't imagine, I don't want to say ego, but just the pride that would come there of I'm a successful individual in this industry. Now I'm sitting at this board of directors with other people. And I got to compromise. I have to learn when to back down, and I got to learn when to, to choose my battles. And I'm not just thinking for Stacey West. Oh, no. I'm thinking for 9,000-plus yeah. people yeah. who have put all their chips in the table and are making a career out of this to put a roof over their head and food on the table. It's a lot of responsibility. Well, and I think a majority of the people that, that, that tend to want to run for their district and sit on that board of directors table at some point automatically have that in them. Mm-hmm. It's like they have their own opinion, but... Every professional that I've ever been with that's on this board related, 
um, like I said, from division all the way up, always always has that drive yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, they know once you step in that board of directors room that it's it's a member thing. It's not an individual thing. Um, it's not an area thing. It's all the members combined in yeah. this melting pot. Yeah. Um, and I think that every well, I, I know that everyone that that sits in that room 100% believes it. Yeah. Like I do. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they are. These are people that are highly successful, and I shouldn't even say highly successful. When I when I say successful, I don't mean money. Oh yeah. I mean of have it. Um, not always together, but for the most part, you know, yeah. a balanced, successful life. Um, but they bring that to the table, and yeah. we don't leave anything off that table. Yeah. I mean, and it does. I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, it can get heated, because there is a lot of strong personalities in there. Yeah. Um, but we all have such the passion to do what's absolutely 100% best for our members that I would I would feel that we weren't giving it our all if it didn't get heated sure. occasionally, right? Yeah. Um, because you're going to have strong opinions. Um, but I can't I can't tell you that there's not one person in there that I wouldn't go to battle with and cool. yeah. have their back. Sure, sure. I mean, well, it's and, just and that. It's, it, it, you get that tight-knit. You're at you that know? table making these decisions. And like you yeah. said, you have that understanding of it's bigger than me, this is more, this is more, and I'm serving a greater purpose. Plus, you have to understand... When the decision's made, the second you step out of that door, you're just one of the 9,000 oh, realtor members, exactly and it's going right. to affect you just like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that's exactly, you know, and I think you're, when you when you start coming up, I don't want to say the ladder, but coming up, you know, in your service to, to want to volunteer, um, that's that's one thing that you're thinking. It's, 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 it's the good for all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all in the same boat here. Yeah. Um, and we don't want one person to try to tip us over. You know, it's a team. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. I mean, it's not me as the president. I mean, that might be my title. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely the team. It's the members. It's it's the um, the staff. I mean, it's all of us trying to do the greater good for our for our industry. It, it's interesting how I feel like you and I are kind of uh, doing like a push pull kind of thing because at first uh, we were talking about you know take education, learn as much as you can. But don't be a yes person. Don't say yes to everything. No. And then, and then, especially like we, when we segue into this industry, you know, it's very much an individual industry. It's very much Stacy West is going to be a book. realtor, right. and she needs to market herself, and she's got to do this, and she's got to do that. But at the same time, you also need to be a team player, and you need to think of the greater good. So it's, oh, it's, it's a, you just yeah, need to find those sweet true. spots, right? Yeah, you got to right. find those sweet it's spots. Balance. Yeah, just don't go extreme in any direction. Right. Try to find that balance. Yeah. Learn from that because I always go to one extreme to the other when I started, and that's sure. not necessarily right, right. the best way to do. Well, and I've been warned, but you know, it's, yeah. it's I'm Stacy. I'm gonna let me let me see how I can do that. Yeah. And then everyone's just looking back like, yeah, she'll crash and burn. <laughs> and I did. So yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta fall on your face a few times. Absolutely. Uh, so okay, so uh, lender for 20 years, two decades as a lender, then you decide to step over into the real no title world. business for sorry, lender. sorry, yeah. Um, okay, so you did that. Then you became a realtor. How'd it go? Were you expecting to just hit the ground running? And I've, I've been in this, so I'm just going to start cleaning up. And then it didn't turn out that way. Or it did turn out that way. How yeah. did it go? Oh, it turned out really well Good. Uh, at the beginning. <laughs> I won um, um, Rookie of the Year for the company that I work cool. with. Cool, yeah. First time. Yeah. Um, relocation um, Agent of the Year. Um, that was your niche? That yeah, was your that, specialty? Well, yeah. A single family. You know... When you first start, this is where I said, you know, I was always a yes person. I never would stop to listen or look at my calendar and say, okay, I got this going on with my family. I just said yes. And then everything else would fall into place. Sure. Well, it doesn't. 
You know, you can only do that for so long before you crash and burn, and that's exactly what I did. And, you know, people, your peers that's been doing it for a while, you know, they can say, well, you need to, you know, but sometimes a person like me just needs to, to feel it, touch it, and oh, crash, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so I did really, really well the first couple of years. Um, but I never treated it as a business, and I think that's where I went wrong. Because when I went, you know, I was married at the time, you know, we... You know, we, he, he was successful, I was successful in the title work. So when I started in this real estate um, world, being a realtor, I, uh, I just was, I loved it. It was fun, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm doing well, so how, how could this be wrong? Yeah. Um, well, it went wrong when I didn't keep my sphere of influence up. You know, I went through all of that, and I wasn't keeping my pipeline full mm -hmm. because I was so busy running around trying to check all my boxes, not just professionally, but personally. Yeah. Um, and then things just start to, to calm down. And it's like, you know, so, you know, you hire a business coach, you know, and your mentor says, well, how, show me what your, what's your book of business? How are you putting this information? In the, how are you following up with, and I'm like, I ain't doing any of that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what do you mean? What, what, what's, where's all your contacts at? I'm like, well, they're in a computer, but, you know, I don't do anything with it. So, you know, looking back after all these years, um, for if you're a new agent listening, listen to this. Make sure to put your stuff, all your contacts in a database mm -hmm. and utilize those contacts in your sphere of influence. Because I did it, but I, I, let it, I let it go. Once you get busy and you think, well, I can put this off or I can put this off, or I don't need to write, you know, five notes a day. Right. Because I, I'm busy. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, you got to make time for those types of things. And so just so we're That's clear. That's what my failure, but my success and all of that. Well, yeah, well so um, what, basically what you're saying, though, is just like maintaining those relationships. Oh, yes, like you, absolutely. You, you find a home for somebody, right. you know, a year later, write them a card, happy birthday, yeah. or Merry Christmas and things like that. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Just maintaining yeah, just those maintain relationships. It. Putting them in a database, you know, following up with them, putting them in a calendar to touch base with them. Yeah, because it kind of yeah. sounds like, metaphorically, you you're, you left your foundation, yeah. and your foundation kind of rotted, and yeah. then when you went back, you didn't have that foundation. It's exactly. It kind of fell or, through. worst thing scenario is, for instance, this has happened to me, is that I sold the client the house, they were my buyer, and then you go to show another client a house to the same house that they bought from that's no longer using you as their agent. You know, so, oh, sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I was their agent when they bought it. Ouch. Then when they sold it, they went yeah. to another agent, and I didn't realize it until I took a buyer to see that house, and I'm like, this house looks familiar. Yeah. So that was one that I let go. That's your fault, and right? that's my fault. That's your fault. 100% my fault. But I'm always a firm believer then. It's, it's the agent's responsibility um, that if you fail, it's your own fault. Mm -hmm. Because you have all the tools and everything out there to help you succeed. You just got to open your ears and listen. And sure. do do what everyone else has always has already failed to do. Yeah. That's figured out a way to get by it and listen to those people like your mentor. <laughs> you know, right back to the beginning. Well, you know, I think uh, one of the secrets to life is is knowing what you can control, controlling what you can. And if you're outsourcing your mistakes, oh, that wasn't my fault. That was something oh. else. You can't control that. No. So you're 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 not you're not accepting any responsibility. You're not going to learn from it if you're just outsourcing it. Oh, right. it was that third party's fault. So yeah. Live and learn. No, like, what could you have done to help that a little bit better and, and fix it? Uh, so yeah. you said you did really well uh, when you switched over. Give me that, that 
endorphin dump of a big deal that went through with you as a realtor that was like, wow, I'm going to do it. This is it. Like, I'm having fun. I'm making money. I'm going to be a realtor. Well, the first thing is, like I said, I was a yes person. I wanted to be successful. I, I was eager. I'm a very, I'm almost a borderline workaholic anyway when mm -hmm. I was in the title business. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of overturned when I went into a real estate, you know, into this um, as a realtor. And um, I was always in the office every, all the time. Put me on the floor as much as you can. Someone can't do it. I want in it. I was doing everybody's open houses. I mean, I was doing it all. I mean, I was just all to that, you know. And one of the agents um, that was actually the owner at the time, which is Kathy's um, mother, Ann Ellsbury, um, gave me an opportunity to be to host one of her open houses. So I did, and we had several, you know, people come through. Several people come through. Um, the home was was in a really nice established neighborhood, but it was it was somewhat out, outdated. It was in an estate. And I had several people come through, and of course, you know, you're, you're meeting everybody, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, yeah, as you're hosting an open house, you're wanting to get buyers, right? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I had a lady come through at the very, very end and said, I think my son would love this house. And I said, well, I, I've got time. I said, I can call the agent and see if I can, you know, if I can keep her, the house open a little bit longer, and you, you can come by and do a private showing if you like. She goes, yeah, I think I want to do that. So I called. She gave me permission. I stayed there. He come back. He ended up writing an offer. Um, the offer was somewhat low because he was only qualified for so much. So we were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And um, and bless her heart, she you know she worked really hard with the estate. Um, this buyer was desperate to have this house. He was a, he worked for Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. He was in Harley Davidson rep, and they had it at this rooms with the bright colored orange and shag carpet orange and all that and he and it had the uh, uh, you know the 70s bathtub that was green and yellow he loved it he thought it was destiny he for just a side note he still owns it today oh, and sure. it's still exactly the way it was when he bought oh, it sure. all those years ago yeah. but um but we just we made it work and i was it was so i was so excited not only to you know to have the opportunity to try to get my first sale but to see the cooperation between agents and not, and I know how Ann works and that's another reason why I'm there still to this day um, because it's family. Um, she would have done that with any agent. Give a, give a shout out her. to your office. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire. What's yeah. up Berkshire? <laughs> Greenfield office in Portville. Um, uh, and I just want to say, and I, I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh you. no, you're fine. Ann Ellsbury probably wouldn't have offered you that open house if you weren't making yourself available. Showing that you wanted an opportunity. Yes. You know, if you were staying home and doing minimal, she wouldn't have gotten that vibe from you. But she yeah. saw that and saw that you're ready, you know, that you're eager to get in this and said, go. Well, I think my eagerness was borderline annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to, to get her honest, out of the office. To be honest, she's like, get her out of here. <laughs> just get her out of the office. <laughs> Anywhere but here. Yeah. But yeah. love her. She, she, uh, she was the main reason that I got my first sale. So I want to go back. Uh, I really love the the honesty. I never treated it like a business. No. Uh, and I've never heard that. I've never heard somebody. I mean, I've heard variations of that. But I think that really is, you think you just got just into that uh, uh, compulsive stage of yeah. just like chasing deals, chasing new clients, chasing, 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 chasing. Right. How much bigger can I make this? Yeah. And then that's when your foundation kind of crumbled, you Well, think? back then, gas was $2 a gallon, so sure. I could go anywhere, right? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Several yeah. times. But no, honestly, yeah, I think this. I was just eager. Mm -hmm. um, it was. I, I was excited for it. Um, I was 
thankful for the opportunity to work for the, you know, for one of my best friends and her family. And I just, I just have that competitive spirit and I wanted to win. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, I wanted to win. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, so super competitive, but that office, and I, you know, I don't know how much I should say about you know a particular office. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I just feel like it's just such a tight knit family feeling, um, you know, and they keep it that way purposely. I mean, we don't have a boatload of agents in our office. It's, yeah. it's meant to be, kind of, you know, not kind of. It's meant to be a family atmosphere where everyone helps everybody. Our doors are always open. Anyone has a question, new agent or not, they come in. Um, but I think that's probably um, what helped me be where I am today. Yeah, is because of that family, and even though it's you know I'm competitive, that office it it's it's not a competitive type of market. I mean, if you get something, they're the first to say, "Oh my gosh, Lucy, congratulations! Congrats. That's amazing." Yeah, let me know if you need any help with that. Yep, um, which kind of stroked me a little bit because I wanted to be competitive and I wanted to win. Um, and to have that support, I, I really believe helped me to get to where I'm at today too. Well, I, I understand why you're weary, uh, talking about kind of the winning formula for that office, but that's one of the beautiful things about this industry is you can succeed in so many different mm -hmm. ways. You can see, succeed in your formula of the tight knit group, or you can go to the, the big offices with a ton of agents right. and yeah. hit the ground running yeah, or so I've never just be a, a mom and pop team <laughs> right. and go for it. I mean, that's what's so beautiful about the industry yeah. is it really does. It's, it's almost like. How do you want to succeed? And you can almost set it in your own terms, but you got to be willing to put it in. you got to be willing to treat it like a business. But, you know, there's different ways to get to the top. Well, and, it, and it's funny because when I was in the title business, that's actually when um, I got hired as a new title company and they, they wanted to put me in office here in Greenfield in the east side. And I'm from Newcastle, so I didn't know this market. I didn't know anybody. I had no sphere of influence here. Sure. Um, and, of course, that's how I met the Ellsbury's, mm -hmm. you know, Kathy and mm -hmm. her sister Erin and Ann, obviously. And um, there, it was there, I found myself on sales calls wanting to go there sometimes several times a, a week. Yeah. Because I just loved the way they, they made things feel. Yeah. There. And that was my job, right, was to get business. So I was going to all the offices all the time. Sure. Um, and that, I just gravitated to that office. So that meant a lot when, you know, when she reached out and said, hey, I think you would be really good at this. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It is a good yeah. feeling. And, I, and I'm sure at that time it felt like you were joining a winning team. Like yeah. Like who doesn't want to be on a winning yeah, team? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you said that you specialize in relocation. How did that work? How, how, what was your, your leads? Where did you get your leads from on that? Well, we have a relocation team at Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, okay. And you okay. have to sell real estate a certain period of time. Okay. And, you know, be pretty successful at it, know what you're doing. And then, you know, you can apply and say, I want to be on the relocation oh, team. Oh, okay. When okay. They do. Um, and, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is international, so we get a lot of people relocating from for job purposes. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's how I really catapulted my business, to be honest. How do you talk differently to a client who's a relocation scenario to someone moving from one subdivision to the next in Greenfield. You don't. I don't trick anybody. You, you, you don't. You don't. You don't you, or well, I mean, like, do you have to kind of talk about like Indiana culture, or you know, this person doesn't know anything about Central Indiana, and how are you kind of translating our language to this new person? Well, and I can tell you, our relocation department they 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 combat that from the very very do beginning. They? Okay. So by the time they trickle down to get to know exactly where where they want to be, that's when they they choose the agent that's best for them and that that certain location. And that is setting up your buyers for success right there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So let's talk about that drought. All right. Yeah. And, and one thing that I, while you were talking that I was thinking of that I, I think you might have 
fallen victim to, not exactly, but the same idea, is I was listening to some panel in Hendricks County, Hendricks Division, hey Hendricks Division, this was a few months ago, and uh, a realtor was talking about growing his business, and he, he started to do really well that he wanted to bring on an assistant. Um, and me, just being simple me, I'm like, man, that's awesome, he's growing, he's getting bigger, and what he was saying is that uh, graduates you to a whole new level of challenges and responsibility. It's not just oh, I need somebody to help carry this load because I'm just making so much money. Now you have a salary, and now you have a person that you need to you know, keep busy, and you need a certain level of business now to just keep your head above water. Right. Uh, and I just think that's such, so, you know, you, that's, it just seems like if you're a realtor starting out, you're like, I can't wait until I can have an assistant who can, you know, give me calls and, and help me and help my calendar so and all I'm that. Not, I'm not that kind of person. And, that's and, why. Well, and, because and, I'm, control, I'm a control freak. And yeah, I always so, felt like no one would do it better than me. Sure, sure, sure. Which yeah. sounds asinine. I'm embarrassed to even say that, to be honest. Um, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. I know, I but, mean, you know, there's only so many, so sure. many times in a day, and I do have a personal life, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, right. Um, but I think... It, for the first time when I realized, you know, by going to these division meetings and hearing these panelists and hearing the stuff that they need to do as far as the database, yeah. um, I hired a high school student because I have boxes and boxes and boxes. I'm still kind of a paper person. Mm -hmm. You know, the office still scans everything, but I still keep paper. Sure. So I had her go through all these boxes and put everything in my database. Mm -hmm. So I, I hired kind of an assistant. Yeah. Um, I cheap, call her. So I pay her. Labor. <laughs> I, play, I play her. Yeah. She's actually going to go to real estate. She's going to get a real estate Is she really? License. Cool. So, I mean, we've talked a little bit about maybe being a team because she's a sweet girl. She's a hard worker and super smart. Smarter than I'll ever think about being. Um, but she, um, so it's it's funny that you say that when they talk about, you know, getting an assistant. Yeah, how yeah. How that does help. Um, but yeah, she does all the stuff that I haven't been doing for years. True. <laughs> you know, that's helping me, you know, try to get somewhat organized and Treat it finally as a business and not just a hobby. And right, you know. So let me ask you something. And I, and I and I've heard people talk about it, but let's just really just talk about this right now. Being a realtor as an option right after college, because I feel like right now being a realtor is like stage eight in life. Like mm -hmm. you, you went to college, you got a, a, a normal, a, just a different job, blah 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 blah, and then I became a realtor. Yeah. Doesn't that seem weird to you? Why, why isn't Realtor just another option after college or high school? Why isn't that more of a conventional job to, to get into? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I mean, you know, I think in our industry, we are starting to do job fairs and stuff because mm -hmm. there's a lot of new young talent out there. And let's face it, some of these jobs that they got coming out of college, they're not making no. money. They can't even pay their student loans. Yeah. Where real estate gives them, you know, an edge on doing that. Um, so we do see a lot of younger, as you know, coming into the market right out of college. Um, but I always think that it used to have this, uh, the stigma attached to it that it's, it's the, it's your grandfather's yeah. business. It's, yeah. you know, mad men, people, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think now that's just slowly starting to change just like anything else. Yeah. You know, the baby boomers are retiring and, yeah. you know, younger people are coming in and, um, realizing, you know, it's, it's work. It's a lot of work. It isn't, you know. I mean, people I know do part-time, but to make money at it, it's a full-time job, sure. more so than a full-time job. But, you know, these kids that are willing to, um, especially if they're technical savvy, I mean, that the, the, the real estate market's changing, right? Yeah. Technology's changing oh, yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if they, if they already have that and they graduated, 
with that kind of background, yeah. then we do see more of those type of people getting into real estate, which is fantastic. Yeah, maybe we'll we see more of young, that. You know, we need diversity. We need that the younger minds and, um, you know, some of us old people that, uh, you know, don't know how to use anything but a flip phone, sure. right? Sure. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. Sure. But, um, you know, I think they'll bring such a, a, a different perspective and we all need perspective, yeah. you know, to be successful in, in any type of business. Sure. So um, I, I find that very um, fascinating that we're starting to see some of the younger people out of college yeah. come right in. Well, and especially, a, you know, when you're 18, 19 and you probably don't have kids, you probably don't yeah. have, you can you can do the floor right. work and the open house work. You don't need a serious income quite yet. So that'd be a good kind of walk before you run right. kind of thing. And, and I've been at, uh, I've been to the, um, the leadership um that we have here and then the state leadership academy and we had a lot of younger kids Good, yeah. and it was fascinating that you would automatically think well they've already got family in the business mm -hmm, right and that's exactly. how they went to college got a degree come out went right into the business mm -hmm. and that's not true yeah there was a, there was a few in there that they're, they're like no we just always have been fascinated with real estate and we're you know i decided to get my real estate license Joined a company and here I am. Yeah, I'm like, well, good for you. Absolutely, yeah, right? good for you. Right. Yeah, I know. yeah. For him. Well, and I feel like uh, you know, if I was at a, a job fair around younger people, like you would see it. You would see that person who's got a ton of charisma, got a ton of energy. Mm -hmm. You probably don't feel like doing nine to five in a cubicle for the next thirty years of your right. life. You should probably look into real estate. Like yeah. I think you would That's be a good right. fit for that. Right. Just dabble in it. Why right. not? You're 18. Not? Dabble Try in it. it. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Uh, I want to go back to Stacey West, not these okay. hypothetical <laughs> young people and their technology. Okay. Um, inspiration. What inspired you? What inspired you from being an aerobics instructor? What inspired you? What was oh. it? Fat Boy Camp? What was it? Yeah, Fat Boy Program. Fat Boy Program. What 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 is driven? You, you notice they call it boy. Fat boy. Oh yeah, you're not a man. Yeah, I love it. It's just the military. Um, yeah, they they want to they bring want to bring oh, you down yeah. notch. Yeah, it. you don't want to. Um, that wow, that's a good question. I don't know that I've ever I don't think I've ever thought of that. And it doesn't need to be uh, Tony whatever. It doesn't need to be some motivational speaker. It can honestly just be what gets you fired up, what gets you excited, what 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 makes you ready to take on the day. I think it's just life and the outlook. Of life, and I, 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 and I have to tell you that my outlook of life now is a lot different than it was two years ago. Sure, you know, because you know, life throws you curveballs, and you just, and I think you just got to learn to dodge and weave them, and you know, hopefully you'll get up on the other side, which I've definitely have done. Life is really good for me right now. Good, um, but you know, on those bad days, there, there was days that I couldn't muster to get up and try to be successful in the day. Yeah, but I think, I mean, honestly, I don't think that's something you can teach. Yeah, I think that's just something that you're born with, and I don't know if that's, um, you know, I had a dad that was um, successful, worked really, really hard, and I think I got that aspect from him. But I, I think as far as what gets me up and gets me going is just something that's inside me. Yeah, sure. I don't really have an explanation or a word to define it. Um, it's, it's just there. Yeah, it's like you know, sometimes you just can't make a personality. Yeah. It's you got it or you don't. Yeah. And that's how I feel about what motivates me. I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's strange to, to think about somebody who says, yeah, I wake up aimless, apathetic, and then I listen to an hour long podcast and I'm ready to take on the world. And it's like, uh, yeah, I think it was there before. Maybe yeah. just like unleashed the potential, yeah. you know? This kind of gives you the yeah, yeah, caffeine right? boost you Tell, need Tells to you go. what you want to hear kind yeah. of thing, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's uh, not me. <laughs> all right. Um, so getting into about 30 years, 30 years mm -hmm. in the industry. Um, at this point, uh, you, 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 like you said, you, you are successful on how you define it. 
but for those listening, how do you define success? I would have to say a balance of professional and life itself. Yeah. I think once I realize that I can balance a career, and that some days are better than others, um, with family, that's successful. Because I think for so, so long that I didn't have, it's either I was all in with family and nothing with business, or all in with business and nothing in with family, and now I feel like I can go, I can do both. It's that sweet spot that yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. You just gotta think, find the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. and I th it took me, gosh, I'm 57 years old, it took me this long to sure. to say, okay, this is, and that's where the, where I think when I was a yes person, I think that's what would take me in directions that didn't offer me balance. So I always felt like there was something missing. Yeah. Um, and I think for once now I find that I've got it, I've, I've got it pretty good right now. So. Well, Stacy, you never said anything about numbers or making any amount of money. Yeah, I don't no, know. that's not, yeah. no, just, just, I mean, that you know, you make money to pay the bills. Yeah, and I like it. to, I like to play hard. So yeah. oh, that always helps. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> and I, I, you were rolling, so I didn't interrupt you, but you, you, you've, you've hinted at your a bit old fashioned with some things. You're still a paper person. You mentioned yeah. flip phones. Do you still buy movie DVDs and like Blu-ray? Mm. It's okay. This is yeah, a safe I've, space. I bought a few. <laughs> I, do, I, I do too. I do too. And that's, I'm kind of digging the albums too. Me too. And, yeah. and that's just one of those things. One, I don't trust streaming. I don't yeah. trust that something's going to happen and they'll pull it and you'll never be able to see that movie again. I don't know. I'm just, China I, gets mad at us and all of a sudden we don't see any of these movies or something. You know, I don't trust it. I know. There's just something about pulling out CDs for movies yeah. and say, okay, which one do we yeah, want to watch? Yeah, me too. Me too. So, I'm, I don't, I'm with you. I don't know. I, I always feel like I age myself when I do that, but... You know, and I, my dad still owns an eight-track tape sure. recorder, and he mm -hmm. has a couple of Bob Seger eight-track tapes. So mm -hmm. you know, there's some nostalgia there. But um, yeah, I, I I tend to buy me too movie CDs, and I, and that's just something that I've I've accepted. I'm just yeah. gonna die on that hill. I will always be a physical media kind of person. I, I like physical. I, I mean, it goes back to going to Hollywood Video and Blockbuster, yeah, probably. And being able to physically yeah, walk around to go and, through the and go through the albums. Yeah, the Karma and, still has that. You can still go oh, through. Yeah. And get oh, do they really know, cool? Yeah. Yeah, 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 flip them. Uh, yeah. And then, especially in the horror movie world, the box art is so oh, yes. important. When oh, I was a little is. kid, I wouldn't even know what the movie was about, but if the box, the box art was cool, I'd rent it yeah, just on that, that alone. Yeah, And so I still have great marketing, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. If you it's can make there. you know nine year old Andrew stop in his tracks and look at your movie, you're doing yeah, something you're right. Doing something right. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. And I not just recently when I bought my my new vehicle, um, it didn't it doesn't have a CD player anymore, but my other car it did, and I had these stacks and stacks of CDs and mm -hmm. I would find myself saying, okay, I feel a little mm -hmm. froggy today. I'm going to go through all my CDs and yeah. see if there's something I haven't listened to for uh -huh. a while. Uh -huh. um, so I do miss that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just I just put them and stored them away and I'm like, you know, sometimes I wish I could still go back and then plug in a CD I haven't listened to for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there was uh, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills came out in 2021, and Halloween Ends is going to come out in 2022 you didn't love halloween kills but will you at least go see the third and final chapter for the trilogy of course okay see how michael and Lori. i still and... might give it two thumbs down but uh, I, I, I will go i'd expect nothing less <laughs> all right uh 2022 my board president and just a, a, a great person great realtor great Aww, friend thanks uh stacy west thanks for being thank on you here. thanks for having me appreciate it